Hey, beautiful humans. It's time to stop sacrificing for everyone else and put you first. Are you feeling tired, stuck, or disconnected? Or maybe you're just looking to be the best version of you. I'm Mary Wong. And I'm Dr. Tanya Wild, and this is Embrace, Embrace You First, a podcast to help you thrive and not just survive. We are busy moms, successful entrepreneurs, and doctors in the field of natural medicine with over 40 years combined clinical experience. You're going to learn from our professional expertise and our juicy secrets that have helped thousands of men and women just like you. We are going to teach you practical and doable strategies on health, relationships, and career. So sit back, relax, and get ready to embrace you right now. Welcome back to another episode of Embrace You First. So we're already into mid-January and some of you may have created some New Year's resolutions and wanted to establish some new habits. Perhaps you set out to lose some weight and start a new diet, go to the gym if they're open. We're actually recording this back in December so that we could be on time with our releasing our podcast. So maybe the gyms are open, maybe they're not. Maybe you set out to make sure you're walking every day, but you've created a new physical exercise habit in your mind. You're setting yourself out to do it, be happier, better mental health. Perhaps you are trying to just generally speaking, be more healthy, try something new. Or maybe one of your new year's resolutions was just to be less stressed overall. It's so important to talk about this and, you know, all the goals that we set out because according to U.S. News, 80% of people give up on their New Year's resolutions by the second week of February. And that is in about a month right now. So that means most of us are starting off committed, but then the enthusiasm drops right off and we get into that kind of whole rut again and then we're hard on ourselves. So we're going to look at New Year's resolutions and creating new habits in a different light. What is a habit? It refers to a behavior that is done automatically with little thoughts like brushing your teeth. If you can brush your teeth, you can create a new habit. It usually takes about three weeks to develop a new habit. Automatic responses to a specific situation is basically the definition of a habit, right? So like, it's like something that we've created, we're doing automatically, and there's no thought into it anymore. And so we're always trying to develop new habits. And just as much as it is sometimes challenging to break a habit, perhaps like quitting smoking, sometimes it's hard to create a new habit, but we're going to try and figure out ways to make this a little bit easier for you. And so that you can kind of just be really proud of yourself for all the little things you don't maybe don't even realize that you are doing and how to find strategies on how to create new habits. Right, Mary? <laughs> totally. And and so you hit the nail on the head, though. It is so important to create new habits because, as you have already said, 80% of the people will drop off. And so we want to dig deep as to, like, well, why are we dropping off? And, you know, how can we form those new habits really in a tangible way that's doable so that it can be sustained? And so going back to what is habit, like, well, habit forming, you know, out of the European Journal of uh, Social Psychology, Lally and her colleagues wrote this in 2010. And it provides the assumption that repeating a behavior in a consistent setting, meaning there's like environmental cues can help increase that automaticity, like making an automated so that you're not thinking like it's effortful. 
right? Because don't you think that oftentimes when you start a new habit, it seems like it takes a lot of effort. Oh my gosh, I don't feel like going out for a run, especially in the middle of winter. Right. right? Yes. So there's a a lot of forethought around like how to create those bigger, I guess, habits, like all little setups, like in, and I did in university, we, I did a course on cognitive behavioral therapy and um, changing, um, uh, you know, or creating habits and breaking habits. And I remember my project was on uh, learning to not at the time I had acne, like to not pick my face because I would pick my right. pimples. And because, uh, you know, I had my polycystic ovary syndrome. So I had lots of testosterone, lots of acne. And so how did I, there were so many little things that you had to do to like prevent yourself um, or for me to, to, to stop doing that habit. So even just like turning off the lights when I'm brushing my teeth and um, standing like, you know, a foot away from the mirror and then having my That's friends awesome. at my wrists <laughs> and, and uh, like for like a little elastic band on my wrist <laughs> when I was in class, if they saw me picking and so like all these things, because when you have like a feet, like, you know, you're feeling like there's a pimple, you're going to, you know, you feel like you want to pick it if you're one of, you have that habit. Yes. And yes. so in order to break it, there's like all these little cues. And then eventually guess what? It worked. So it's wow. like, wait, 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 mm-hmm. I want to, I, I, I have to cut him. What the heck? What, I want to know about the little r- rubber band. What is this on the wrist? So you it's got like, it's like a negative association. <laughs> like, yeah, they're like, obviously. they're like, you're picking <laughs> snap. <laughs> so I asked them Oh, your friends it. will do it. Yes. My friends would do it. So I would be in class. It's such a subcon, it was such a subconscious oh, thing at the time. So I would cool. be at the university and I would be sitting in class and I, it was part of the project. And then I would record how many times they had to snap <laughs> my wrist. And then over time, it became less and less, right? So it's just, it's amazing how much it takes sometimes to break a habit. And uh, yeah, I didn't I warn you that we were, that. I was going to talk about this. <laughs> no, it's but so, it came it, to me, it just dawned on me well, that it, know, it takes a lot of strategies sometimes to, to, to develop or to break a habit and that you need to be kind to yourself when you're trying to establish a habit, even you can't just throw in the towel if you maybe perhaps have said, you know, oh, I said that I was going to work out and I didn't. So forget it for the year. No, it's like setting up like little things that are so important, like yes. putting your yes. you know, clothing by your bedside and making sure your music list is going, your your earphones are charged for your, you know, walking outside or your run outside and like just setting yourself up for success, right? Just kind of like you would do yes. with a child, right? Like how are you setting them up for success so that they remember to bring when they're going to school their their mitts and their winter hat and you know, their boots and such. So they stay warm. You're not just saying, remember everything. Maybe you're creating a list and you're saying, okay, these are all the things let's do it together. And you kind of, you know, you're dampening it. You're dumbing it down essentially. And when you go do that same thing for yourself, you got to be like kind to yourself, right? Like you set yourself up success for success rather than failure. And then you also want to be kind to yourself if you're not hundred percent successful because it Love takes it. Okay. time and bits, right? Yeah. So you're basically, um, living, well, you're actually telling people how to do it in a very practical way. So let's just reframe this back to, okay, what are we doing here, right? Mm -hmm. We're wanting to develop new habits. You you basically, 
uh, well, what they find in science too, like yeah. we all know why it's like we choose to do, we want to change something. Mm-hmm. For example, if you want to lose weight, it's like, you know why you want to do it. You want to feel healthier. You want to feel better about yourself, but you know, how well are we doing it? Right. It yeah. may last for a while. And that's why people do the yo-yo dieting. It's like, oh, you know, I, I did it for a while and then you give up, but it's like, well, what, why, why does that happen? Because basically the goal is not working. So you lose your weight and then you go back to your old habits and then you, it's like going back on this roller coaster ride. Right. Right. So even like with pain, people are like, oh, I have pain. So I'm going to get treatment. They come for acupuncture and then they feel better. And then they always ask me, oh, you know, am I cured? I'm like, well, you know, are you going to do the same thing that caused this in the first place? Because if that's so, there's no such thing as a cure. It's like, we got to look into your habits that cause this. I can right. certainly help it, but it's right. up to you to do something. So the, the knowing your why doesn't actually, it's good to know it, but it doesn't make the difference in creating that new habit and make it become permanent. And like I said, making it become automatic. Yes. It needs cool. to become like an unconscious kind of automatic reaction because, you know, you might start by controlling it with goals and rewards, but it has to shift to that non-conscious automatic habit Mm -hmm. forming, you know, like I said before in university, turn off the lights to brush my teeth. And that was just became a habit. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Pimples. Right. And then it was like, Oh, great. And it's not even a choice. I don't even pick them anymore. Right. And what's, what's great about that is you're alluding to, you know, how do we shift our self-regulation? Well, you physically have to turn off the light so you don't see yourself right. <laughs> or, right. or stand far back. So yes. again, you don't get so close up that you see them and they'll bug you and they'll, you know, right. feel it's like it's like really prominent, even though it may not be at all, right? Yes, others. because I magnified it. It's like this, it's, yes. I learned that I, I, I hyper magnified, like people didn't, you know, when people look at you, they're not looking at your face directly at your pimples only they see your you head to toe but if you turn on yes. the lights and you've got acne and then you're just you know staring <laughs> there you're like I gotta squeeze those out right so but if you turn off the lights you see yourself like well a little yes. bit yeah so. I, I love this for those that are listening you should totally watch this episode because I love the visual that you're giving. <laughs> just saying just saying anyway um so I don't know if you've read the book Dr. Tanya and uh, James Clear wrote Atomic Habits. No. Do you know that one? Love no. it. Love it. Anyway, so, you know, he's talking about it actually takes two to eight months. And oh, so that actually weeks. accounts, not okay. three weeks, because three okay. weeks, you know, we, if we know that 80% of people are stopping their New Year's resolutions yeah, and yeah. in a month and a half, that's not three yeah. weeks. That's under two fine, months though, still. Generally, like clinically, I'll often say to patients, follow up with me in four weeks. Let's see how it's going. And I find that people do really good for three weeks. And then they've fallen off track the week before they see me at that month mark. And then I'm just yes. helping them get back on track. So I feel like three weeks, I don't know, maybe like is the, maybe it is two months. Maybe it is like three weeks to like just learning on how to develop the habit. And then maybe it's really solid at the two month mark. That makes sense actually. And it depends on the person, right? Okay. That's why he says actually two to eight months. Wow. Right. Yeah. So, it, and, and, you know, it depends on the habit that you're mm-hmm. working on breaking. So maybe right. certain habits may be very easy and right. then other ones are more difficult and, mm-hmm. and that may, may require more effort. Right. And um, we're going now into the strategy. So what we basically said was, yes, sure. Fine. 
have your goal, but the goal is not what's making the difference. It's the Mm -hmm. strategy that gets into place. Mm -hmm. And um, so what are they, right? So for, um, and, and then, you know, after that three weeks, I love it that you shared this. They go back to you. Well, what's that for? That's part of the strategy because that's, you know, you holding them to account, right? So that doesn't mean the habit is formed. That means they're just wanting your your extra support and maybe like a little flick on the wrist like the elastic (laughs) band. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, except that I always try to come from a place of non-judgment because people will sometimes (laughs) come back to see me with their tail between their legs and their head down. Like they were like, I failed. I didn't do everything you asked me to do. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This isn't about failure. Let's look at the successes. And then they'll, you know, they'll say, oh, I've only lost four pounds. I'm like, that's amazing. Like you know, one pound a week. That's what I'm wanting to see. Right. Like yes. it's, a, you yes. know, it's like 500 calories, less consumption every single day. You're, you're a winner. It's because they're used to saying, for, for example, they're seeing a, biggest loser and people who are, you know, morbidly obese, perhaps they're, oh my losing, gosh. you know, 20 pounds in a, in a month. And that's because they have that weight to lose. But for the average, you know, slightly overweight, perhaps even just obese person, you're not yes. going to be losing that much weight. And even if you only lost that, you know, much weight and you are morbidly obese, it's still a success. You have to focus on the successes. That's right. Motivate you to keep going. So 100%. It's like, it's like I, yes. I'm not coming from a place of judgment and the flick on the wrist maybe is just yeah. me more just like, okay, let's see what your successes were. And that's the flick is like, let's, where do you want to redirect? What do you want to focus on this time? So that you So can then that brings us for you. to the strategies, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so for someone else, they might actually even like cancel the appointment because they're so ashamed that they haven't taken the steps to what they think they should be at. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, oh my gosh, I can't even show my face. Right. <laughs> so they yes. may cancel it and not even come at all. So yeah. let's bring it back to, so what are we talking about here? So number one, let's be realistic. And you covered right. that. So, yeah. you know, you don't think that, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose five pounds per week. That'll be kind of like crazy. Mm-hmm. You might lose five pounds the first week, potentially, depending on how much weight you have to lose, but you don't want to hold on to that expectation as being the next. And, and and being realistic also comes with like, kind of find a way that, you know, um, yeah, like just finding like, what are your mini successes going to be like, and, and, and uh, be okay with even just doing the goal or doing the habit, because even if you have no outcome, your body's shifting your mindset is shifting. Maybe you've just read what I've asked you to do, right? Like you're kind of, and you're creating habits. It's the actual effort into it that matters more than the end outcome because we're yes. all on journeys, right? Yes. And the yes. journey matters Absolutely. more than the end goal. So be realistic. Yes, I love that. Mm-hmm. And I, and you know what, then I'm going to just segue straight into this piece. Mm-hmm. So some people, whatever the goal is, they may after three weeks actually see no results. Exactly. Like no, no, and that is and, okay. And, and that is totally okay. So, yeah. So we need to address this because what happens yes. is, the, you know, transformation occurs with little things over, done consistently over time. So okay. sometimes you actually, you know, at three weeks, you still haven't reached that threshold. So uh, James Clear, back to the atomic book that I'm talking yeah. about, to- uh, Atomic Habits. Mm-hmm. So he was talking about, you know, giving the example of, you know, when you have this giant, uh, let's say ice cube, I'm kind of, you know, straying from his example. But if you have an ice cube, and you need to ha- heat it up at a certain degree before it all melts, 
right? So when you're coming from uh, like, let's say a cold temperature and then you slowly bring the temperature up, you're going to see that for the first while, nothing happens and it looks like nothing is happening. But as you gradually increase that temperature one degree at a time over time, at some point, it's going to hit the threshold and it's going to start to melt. Yeah. So it's no different with your habit. So mm-hmm. at first it's like, oh my gosh, it's nothing, nothing, nothing. But really when the time comes, when you hit that threshold, when you've crossed over the plateau and then you start seeing the benefits, before that happens, it, it it's literally that consistent effort that gets you there. It's not that last degree that gets you straight there. It's like that leading up to it that is part of the process. Yes. So it's great what you said. Yes. Right. There are often metabolic shifts in your body. You would see like if you were to be measuring your blood, let's say you're fasting blood sugars every day and your cholesterol, you would see a shift in the metabolic parameters before you actually see perhaps the weight come off, you know? So for some people, they're just very visual and they want to see results or they might see an energy shift. So there are results. It's like finding ways to even point out to people like, look, these are the things you are seeing. You're sleeping better. You're, you know, you're, which is huge. Cause then you're left in your, like your hunger hormones are going to come down, yes. you know, working, working to drop weight, for example. So you look, you got to look at the successes around the habits that you are forming and the fact that you're even, like making the efforts, it's the tools you're and the, and the strategies and, and the habits, like it's the effort that you're putting in that matters more. Because eventually, once you meet your end goal, then you got to maintain that end goal too, right? Yes. So it's yes. like if you if if you you can't just let go of it. So it's like creating those habits so that then it's just unconscious, and then you're main in your maintenance mode once you've reached your goal, and you you're not thinking about it as being a habit anymore because it's the habit. Right. Exactly. So then let's bring it back to, you know, how do we create that habit? So there's that. So number one is being realistic. And secondly, it's about the planning, the preparing, the scheduling. So do you want to add to that then about this planning, preparing, scheduling? So if it comes to exercise, as I mentioned, put your workout clothes by your bedside. So the first thing you do is roll out of bed and put on your workout gear and put on your running shoes or your, and your snowshoes if it's winter time and your goal is <laughs> to get outside. Um, you know, if, if your intention is to be out in nature and peaceful, great. But if you want some happy music playlists to kind of get you motivated when you're out there, have your earbuds charged, um, you know, have, have an app that kind of guides you perhaps to walk like a walking app. If you like apps, you know, couch to 5k, if you're learning to run, like, and you want to do it safely. And it's like strategies, like of having a little coach in your ear. So you want to like plan, to, for success, because if perhaps you just kind of go out and you don't have necessarily a goal in mind, it might kind of just seem a little bit like, um, you know, strategy does help because then you've got like little miniature goals that you're setting yourself in and you're increasing it each time, either through an app or maybe perhaps with your own uh, goal setting in a journal. Food prep is key, right? So if you're trying to make nutrition uh, habit changes, it's really important to food prep, your healthy carbohydrates and make sure you've got shopping lists going. So it's like all about preparation, scheduling, uh, when to shop, when to food prep. Um, If it's maybe perhaps you're trying to create a better schedule around sleep, 
um, you know, maybe getting your phone to remind you that it's time to go to bed now. And, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and maybe you're making sure that you have in your schedule time in the morning for mindfulness or a workout. You got to shift yourself back a little bit at night. So you go to bed earlier to give yourself that time in the morning and cutting off the technology at night. So it's like planning, preparing, scheduling ahead of time so that you have strategies to make the habits work. And then um, to add into this, because as I hear you saying this, right, it's great for a type A personality because we just want to dive in and like do it all, right? Mm -hmm. But again, it may not be sustaining because it's like, oh my gosh, there's so much and it becomes more effortful. So really, you Mm -hmm. might want to just, you want to chew, like you don't want to bite off more than you can chew. Yes. So it may be looking at one aspect. So instead of doing, I'm going to conquer exercise and food and sleep all in one shot, I'm going to do it all. Right. So instead of doing that, just pick one, pick one. What is the most meaningful for you right now? Right. 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 And I, and you know, Tanya, I I actually loved what you said about setting out your clothes uh, because I don't think about it. And Mm -hmm. so, cause my, my, um, you know, I, I shifted, I don't even know how long ago now, but a couple of months where I've uh, changed my habit I, totally because I went from going to sleep later to now waking up at five in the morning. So that's my me time. And so to have me win <clears throat> what I'll do the night before, I actually set out my clothes in the bathroom because if I don't, I'm like, oh, I don't want to wake my husband up. I don't want to wake my kid up. So I have it all ready. So it's like, I don't have an excuse. I just, it's like, you know, I go to the toilet, I sit there and I see my clothes. Yes. <laughs> so yes. it's like, I, I don't have to think it's there. Like, oh, I guess I have to put this on now. <laughs> totally. The worst is when you're trying to match socks at like five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you can't find, you're like, where's the other sock? And yeah. So oh my better. gosh. Okay. Right. I have to tell you guys, I have to tell you something. Okay. I have like opened up my world because I uh, like, you know, I see women or young people wearing mismatched socks and I'm like, yes. oh, that's kind of cool. Well, I was never that person until two weeks ago. <laughs> it was early morning and I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't have I'm like, wait a minute, people wear mismatched socks. I'm going to because I found one sock and then I found another sock and I'm like, <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and wear them because I don't want to turn on the lights. Right. So <laughs> that a fashion trend, Mary. <laughs> totally. And I do anyway, it all the we're time. We're totally off tangent. Yes. Yes, we are. So it's, it's like, it's, it's being, that's part of being realistic. It's okay to wear mismatched socks in order to support a workout. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's right? right. So thank you. Yes. <laughs> thank you. So, so it wasn't your- off of left field. No, absolutely not. So setting out your workout clothes as a little habit, but what I was going to say is, um, I was creating this lecture for um, a hospital in Israel and for uh, surgeons that were, there's like, um, unfortunately, like a higher suicide suicide rate amongst the surgeons than normal. And I was going to fly there before COVID hit um, to do this talk. They were inviting me to do this talk. And it, it was, and as I was doing the research, I recognized, like, as I was, you know, wanting to make sure it's like, you know, the surgeons are going to listen. So they need the evidence behind it. And it showed that you can actually de- like the research showed that you can actually develop um, multiple habits all at once. You don't have to necessarily do one. So 
Um, Cause I was wondering like, am I overwhelming my patients by saying, here's your health goals at the top and your nutrition goals and your exercise goals and your sleep goals. And what I find is that even if you have little goals amongst each category, that they all feed into each other, right? So if you're making yes. like little nutrition goals, you have a little more energy. If you're going to bed a little bit earlier and you're doing a transition to sleep, you're getting up and it's like all feeding into the other. So it's you're okay if you right. want to be like <laughs> at the type A that yeah. does it all. But what you don't want is you, you is to have the uh, like hold on or to be attached to the fact that you have to be perfect with the attempt, right? So it's just yes, like, yes. do what you can. That, I down. love it. And it, yeah, these are great, great, great points. And, and so valid too, because, you know, if, if it is, oh gosh, I'm going to exercise more. Well, you actually just naturally will want to eat a little better, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like, oh, I've done so well for yes. my body. Then I just kind of crave something it, more nutritious, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and there's a mindset shift too. So, and, and again, for some, it's like, no, uh, that doesn't happen for me. Cause I feel like, oh, now I deserve my dozen donuts, <laughs> whatever it is. But anyway, so that's why I'm saying like little things that's doable over time makes a huge, like creates a whole different trajectory. And that's what we're aiming for. Yeah. So uh, to uh, quick recap. So because we're, we're running out of time. Yeah. And uh, so it's be realistic, plan schedule, sometimes with an app, sometimes you can just use notifications straight off your phone or whatever, or write it down in your journal, whatever it works. And then creating new habits and getting the support that you need, whether it's like yourself, your friend, or an app or a coach, or, you know, naturopathic doctor, like Dr. Tanya, acupuncturist, like myself, whatever. And then track your proc progress. And that's also sometimes uh, app based. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, and so, so, so important. And you talked about this. It's like celebrate what you have done versus the lack, right? We always like looking towards to fill the gap, but it's like, no, celebrate what we've done and today. Yes. So on that note, let's celebrate by sharing what filled your cup today. So I would say what filled my cup recently was what I was noticing with telemedicine phone calls or, or telemedicine Zoom, um, you know, connection, uh, telehealth calls with my patients. I was getting a lot of neck and shoulder tightness. So I'm making a special effort to block off little breaks to do yoga between like little stretches to improve my neck flexibility. And I'm feeling a lot better doing it. So I would say to my patients, and then also sometimes I'll stretch with my patients and then I'll get a little bit of stretching in there too. So just prioritizing my own physical health. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely making that effort and I plan to do it more even into the new year. Oh, that is so awesome. So, you know, what fills my cup and what I, I'm very present to is that I've been putting so much effort into the podcasting and we're going to launch and create an online course, you and I, and, you know, still (laughs) running a clinic and seeing patients and all of that. And I'm like, wait a minute, I need to schedule in time for my husband in our relationship because everything else gets filled up. So this morning, you know, we were supposed to sit and chat with uh, a therapist and I thought, oh, that's a great thing to do. And the guy actually emailed last minute and says, so sorry, I'm sick. I can't do it. So, and then it's like, okay, do we just go straight into work? I'm like, 
Kale no. That's my new thing. Kale no. Kale no. Kale the vegetable. (laughs) Kale the vegetable. Kale no. We're going to spend that time. We have an hour. Why don't we connect? Why don't we like do a plan? Why don't we share? And that's what we did. So that totally filled my cup. Love it. Amazing. So thank you. Yeah, no, absolutely. I would love for you to share this episode, Embrace You First, go on to embraceyoufirst.com and subscribe and uh, like and comment and go on Apple iTunes. And ideally, if you could rate us and give us a thumbs up, tell us what you think about our podcast. And once you've done so, take a picture of it and share a story on Instagram And as we did last month, we chose a winner um, who then won 30 minutes with us for um, like a free visit. So we would love for you to build up our following so we can add this or share this amazing information with as many people as possible. So thank you so much for watching and sharing and liking. We look forward to the next one. See you soon. Bye. Thank you for joining us. Click subscribe, like, and share. Please comment and suggest topics you want us to cover. Until next time, ask yourself how you're going to embrace you first today. For more podcasts, check out embraceyoufirst.com. And follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.